J-Bone here. Oh, on a Friday night. Now, typically, I'd be doing my stuff for the old SmackDown tonight, leading into Elimination Chamber. But, no, we're not doing that tonight because WWE uh, go-homes lately to pay-per-views have been, uh, let's just say, uh, not so hot. Okay, so we decided to skip those this week. I am going to be covering Elimination Chamber, though, just so you know, because that is still one of my favorite pay-per-views. I, I love I love it when they use that structure. It's, it's brutal. I love it. And speaking of hardcore, it's why we're here tonight, because as part of my continuing throwback series, we are covering um, the uh, Hardcore Justice from 2010, The Last Stand, as from all the ECW guys. Now, I was really glad I, uh, I watched this one because I hadn't seen this one in... Oh, gosh, what, over 10 years? Um, I think I saw this one live on pay-per-view. It's, uh, it's a little fuzzy. Um, <laughs> going back that far, you know, which, which ones? Of the, I mean, I saw a lot of the TNA pay-per-views here and there back then. But, um, but I remember them doing this i i'm trying to remember like the attitude behind this one i feel like i feel like the attitude behind this one was more loving towards like the classic ecw stuff than the um than the wwe version of it from what I remember, because they did a couple pay-per-views and then they decided to bring back the ECW brand and then, well, eventually did away with it and it eventually turned it into um, NXT, which was like the horrible first inception of NXT. It turned it into a much better brand than it is now. Whether you watch it or not is ir irrelevant. But, um, but yeah, it was crazy. So, um, so yeah, this and this one, uh, this one, I was a little, uh, a little sad watching it. A little sad. I'm not gonna lie because there was a lot of, um, there's. There's a lot of folks that performed on this show that are not with us anymore. That were with us just just over ten years ago. Um, the one that I probably would identify with the most personally was back when. Now, some of you have been around be podcasting for several years. Some of you have been within just the last few years. But the first podcast family that I was with was with another show called Rambling About Wrestling. And you might have seen me do a couple one-offs with them over the last few years. Right before I joined them, they used to do 
the classic ECW pay-per-view reviews. They would have a few beers and and chuckle about the old pay-per-views and review them. Now, um, right after I joined them, now I don't remember joining them for any of those. I might have. Like I said, it gets really fuzzy. But anyways, um, there was one guy that reached out to our podcast, the Rambling About Wrestling podcast, and talked about something that some of the guys had said on one of the reviews. And I don't remember specifically what it was about. But it was Axel Rotten had actually gotten in touch with the podcast. And so that was really... um, that was really cool. That was like the first time that, you know, in, in the process of podcasting for years, um, and it, that was actually within my first year, but it was because I was with them, um, was having a wrestler reach out to the podcast and, you know, just talk to him, talk to us, you know, and I don't, I forget what Axel said, um, specifically, but it was just cool that he reached out to the podcast and, and, uh, and, and talked to us. And then we were even considering somewhere down the road, um, having him on with us, but, and then, uh, in the process of doing that, he passed away shortly after. So, um, so yeah, and there's and there's a few others that were on this show that have passed away. His tag team partner, uh, Balls Mahoney, passed away around uh, around the same time. Um, now I tried like hell to look this up. I couldn't find anything specifically on him, but I know that Big Sal passed away about ten years ago shortly after this as well. Um, So now from what I remember, that's pretty much all that was on this show that did pass. Oh no, Tracy Smothers did pass away too. I'm sorry. Um, So yeah, there was a handful of people that were on this show that are, are no longer with us. So if you'll uh, pardon me for uh, just a brief moment. We're going to have a moment of silence for the ones that are uh, that I'm going to talk about tonight that are no longer with us. All right. So, uh, yeah, cheers to all the ones that have fallen. are no longer with us anymore. All right. So the throwback series continues hardcore justice. The last stand from August, 2010, uh, kicks out, kicks off here. Um, uh, you got today, you got, uh, 
Taz on commentary. Taz starts out with a great promo, getting everybody fired up and emotional uh, to the point that um, he even has to like settle them down, you know, because he's he's like, hey, hey, I'm talking here, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, but uh, he, he talks about, uh, you know, if, if anybody doesn't get what we're doing tonight, they can just, you know, kiss his ass, you know, just to sum it up. It was it was a great promo. Taz is one of a kind, still going today as a part of AEW, you know, Team Taz, and um, great guy. I still still one of my favorites back then. Love Taz. Um, so he says his piece, and we get right into the first uh, match here, which is a tag match. We got uh, we got the FBI. We got Big Sal coming out with uh, Lil Guido. Or Nunzio. I mean, some of these guys had to use other names because of I'm I'm guessing because WWE for a while had the rights to other names because some of these guys were on you know SmackDown or ECW or whatever at the time. Um, uh, Little Guido, uh, Tracy Smothers, and Tony Tony Luke, but it's uh, Tony uh, Marmaluke or Marmaduke, or, or whatever his name was. Uh, they call him Tony Luke here. Uh, he was also in the first uh, few months of the TNA, NWA TNA throwbacks that we're covering over on um, TNI as well. And they're facing Kid Cash, Simon Diamond, and Johnny Swinger. Wow, well, it's... Man, he and he comes out wearing. Oh, see, I don't, I don't have any. I don't, I don't have any of the swinger bits in here. I, I pulled a couple over here from, uh, from the T and I one. I figured out how to do it, but man, when when Swinger came out with the way he was dressed, all I could say was Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, see, and. <laughs> <laughs> he, he basically had like the the 80s prince hat it was crazy um but there was no johnny they just called him swinger it was weird but anyways so these guys are all starting off here and they each get in the ring and do a little thing and then uh diamond stops the match and it says, uh, hey, well, let's have a dance-off. And so uh, they break into, you know, they're like, DJ, hit the music. And so then they're like, they're, they're dancing in the ring. And then the other three guys are dancing in the ring. And then uh, the, the other three, Kid Cash, Swinger, and Diamond, attacked uh, FBI. And then they continue wrestling. Uh, but Oh, before that, in a big sal. Got the biggest pop at the start of the show because he got in the middle of the ring and he's he's dancing. And my God, he's just literally larger than life. It's crazy. So, um, so yeah, this this one started out fun. Had had some fun wrestling. Kid Cash even had a flip dive to the outside of the ring. Uh, you know, into everyone. Classic Kid Cash really was. 
And uh, but uh, little little Guido gets the pin on uh, uh, Simon Diamond here, and uh, the FBI wins. So next we get the announcement that uh, Jerry Lynn cannot perform at the pay per view. He's got a he's got a back injury or whatever they said. And that Sabu is going to replace him in the main event against RVD. So, and as much as I love Jerry Lynn, I was really happy about seeing Sabu because I, I still love Sabu. The guy could still go today. He's, he certainly has slowed down over the last decade, but man, he's, he's still fun to watch. Um, yeah, critical thing here. Yeah, totally. Kid Cash is the textbook definition of underrated. He was. He was. And I'm absolutely loving what he's doing in the throwbacks that we're talking about, too. Man, the guy's crazy good. Had no idea how good he was back then, you know. Because I've seen clips of his ECW stuff, the high flying flips and all this stuff. But, man, to really watch what he's doing, like, week after week, it's crazy. You know, and then he even even here, and then he just showed up. Uh, what a, a, a year ago, uh, you know, give or take a little bit, of course, during uh, the uh, the the TNA Classic uh, show. I forget what it was called, but yeah, and that actually did some like really decent ratings from what I heard too. They brought back a bunch of guys, and some of those guys are still on their roster now, which is great to see. So, yeah, good old Kid Cash. Um, then, uh, we get now what's funny is like, I I'd seen a lot of these guys before, but I never saw them like legit perform in the ring. So this pay-per-view was very eye opening as to what some of these guys can do, especially this next one, uh, CW Anderson versus two cold Scorpio. Now, C.W. Anderson just reminded me of you, like your old school, tough, tough guy. You know, uh, certainly a good wrestler, but um, not a lot of you know, not a lot of shine to him. Just just old school grappler. Um, but too cold, Scorpio. Oh my God. His um, his 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 flip. Um, because he did this twice during the match. The first time was a forward flip leg drop. And then his finisher to Anderson, uh, the backwards flip leg drop. Oh my God. I had never seen anybody do that before. Like I've seen modifications of it, but I'd never seen anybody do it like this. Man, um, I don't know if he's still going today. I, I think I've seen him within the last year do some stuff. Obviously limited because of what's going on around the world. But, man, um, just great stuff here. I just was completely blown away by uh, Two Cold Scorpio. So Two Cold Scorpio gets the win here. Um, now I'm not going to go into big detail because they had some goofy stuff in between the matches. I'm not going to break that all down, but that, that was entertaining nonetheless. Um, we get Stevie Richards here 
representing re- representing excuse me the uh the blue world order comes out with uh nova and uh well the blue meanie couldn't make it so he comes out with another guy all painted up like the blue meanie and they called him the blue tilly now i'm not familiar with who this was i'm not sure where the tilly came from so if anybody's got any insight on this because i wasn't sure who he was please fill me in on this um but they were having quite the chuckle about this as well because this guy just was a big just just really big he was like twice the size of blue media i swear to god um so stevie richards was facing just incredible just incredible also one of my favorites from back in the day um good stuff here from him and stevie richards just looked great as well he wins this one with a super kick um justin just incredible then attacks him after the match even though he's outnumbered at this point and the lights go out and then it's like oh geez you know we're gonna get some surprise here what's going on here um and uh the lights come up and it's sandman so sandman attacks just incredible wipes him out breaks his kendo stick and stands above him you know crowd cheers him and then and segment um Hakeem here says, uh, that's that guy who's the blue Tilly will appear with Trinity in future TNA episodes. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, fun fact, the dude who is picking his nose in this segment was Samuel Shaw, AKA Dexter Loomis in NXT. Oh my God. That's right. Totally did not recognize him here. But now that you said that, yeah. Wow. That's wild. So he was one of, what what they said, he was one of um, Raven's lackeys from back in the day. So he must not be really a spring chicken at all if he's doing what he's doing now. And he's been around for God knows how long, man. I'd have to. I have to look that up. Um, Five. What William Gardner say? William Gardner says five Delta Slam and security for the main event Mafia. <laughs> Criticals thinks as a sober Sandman is a rarity. Yeah, he wasn't cracking beers here. Well, they were cracking beers at the end of the show. Everybody came out with a beer and cracked one as they were going out the credits and they thanked um, um, Dixie and everything at the end. We're jumping ahead here. We're jumping ahead here. Um, so, yeah, Stevie Richards wins and then uh, Sandman. Uh, gets gets just incredible be- for his attack on uh, Stevie Richards here. <clears throat> uh, let's see. 
They then had a moment of silence for everyone that uh, couldn't be there because they had uh, passed away. Um, and that's and 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 at that time, then this is 2010. You got to think about the ones that had passed away, obviously, that were a part of the brand prior, like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, stuff like that, you know. Um, and yes, I know, I realize that name is still controversial. Just, you know, I'm just naming off a couple names that I know that we're not <clears throat> with them anymore, you know, at the time. So some more notable ones. Um then we got a three-way, uh, an elimination three-way, uh, a triple threat, a brother Runt, <laughs> brother Runt, uh, versus Al Snow versus Rhino. Now, out of this bunch, Rhino is the only one that's part of the roster at this point. And, and I believe they bring in Al Snow later as a part of the whole uh like gut check thing and that leads to the whole joey ryan you know debacle you know way back then um but yeah crazy to see a uh, uh, brother run here now, what the heck did they they call a brother run here but I'm, I'm trying to remember what they called him in uh in ECW, if someone wants to refresh my memory, please, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, this was fun. This was, uh, they and they threw him all over the place. Uh, Spike Dudley, thank you. Oh my god, senile moment, please excuse me. Um, thank you guys. So, yeah. They threw Spike all over the place here. You know, he'd get a little bit of offense in, and then they'd throw him, you know, outside of the ring and just wreck him, you know, or throw him to the side or whatever, or throw him into the guardrail. Uh, the worst one was when they threw him over the top rope to the outside, he crashed into the guardrail. Oh, my God. This guy. And I, I imagine this might have been one of his last matches like that. Um I know he's doing um, – I'm pretty sure he's not active today. I'm pretty sure he's, like, selling insurance or doing realty or something like that. Uh, with a, You know, he's got a family. He's got kids and stuff now. But, um, oh, heck, Al Snow's running OVW, you know. But uh, hey, and Rhino's still part of our roster. I think I think he's taking a little break. I think they wrote him off TV recently, and he'll probably come back when uh, Heath is ready. Is my guess. I could be wrong, but because <clears throat> Heath just announced that he's going to have his surgery finally at um, on March first, I believe they said. So he's going to have that in a few weeks. But yeah, this was fun. And a lot of the action here was between Al Snow and Rhino, and they just tossed uh, Brother Runt around a lot. But first, um, Brother Runt ends up pinning Al Snow, but then just li literally a moment later, Rhino spears the hell out of Spike and uh, yeah, gores him, excuse me. 
gives him a gore, pins him one, two, three. The best part of this at the end was uh, Al Snow sitting up and looking around like he had no clue what just happened, uh, <laughs> which I guess was typical for his character back then. He was pretty uh, pretty wacky. So, <laughs> but yeah, he's doing great things today with the next uh, generation of wrestlers. He really is. In fact, he's helped. He's been helping train um, Cal Hero, local guy from around here, from the Milwaukee area. <clears throat> That's David Hero's son. He literally uh, graduated high school and went right down to sign up for uh, the school down there, that uh, the OVW school. So good for him. So, uh, but yeah, Rhino gets the win here, and uh, man, he could still go through. So the next one. Uh, was a little emotional to watch because uh, you know there's there's some people in this match that are no longer with us. Like I said at the top of the review, you got uh, Cajones, aka Balls Mahoney, <laughs> Mahoney, and uh, Axel Rotten, and they uh, they get in the ring, and uh, Balls says, uh, "Hey, we're the only ones here that don't have a match." So uh, we're putting out an open challenge, and will shortly, shortly gets answered by a classic. Now, this is another guy that I was not super familiar with, but I heard plenty about him through you know other discussions. Joel Gertner and um, and his promos, you know, his sleazy promos, and he cuts a great one here. And I, I, I love the one where he's talking about, um, oh, he ends it with the poker face. It's hilarious. Um, I can't even remember half of it now. But anyways, good stuff from Joel Gertner. Is, uh, a, a, you know, I haven't heard a lot of his stuff in the past, obviously, but I'm, I'm sure other people would call this one a classic as well. It certainly made the audience pop. So, um And then, uh, so Joel comes out with the Dudleys. And the Dudleys, the crowd is just roaring. They're, they're getting all excited here. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. CM says, well, well, well. Yes, that's what he started out with. Yes. Hakeem says, I believe there was a spot in this match where Bully Ray and, and Balls used lightsabers. For real, yes, it was you know, real lightsabers. They in uh, bully even got impaled by one of them at one point. Uh, wink, wink, and <laughs> and that was fun because they really beat the shit out of each other. I mean, they went they went out into the arena area, up the stairs, down the stairs. Um, some comedic stuff, you know, uh, like some of the people had the foam heads. Still in the audience, hanging onto those from when Al Snow came out. <clears throat> um, a bully hit balls over the head with one from the crowd, and then threw it and went flying. Um, Axel Rotten hit Devon with somebody's sandal or shoe or something, and smelled it and made a face. It was it was funny. 
<clears throat> um, what else happened here? Well, they get back in the ring. They're using more and more weapons. And yeah, and then the lightsabers come out and the crowd pops for that. So they're, they're swinging They're you know, there's, there's sword fighting with the, uh, the lightsabers <clears throat> and, um, and, uh, yeah, balls impales bully and then bully gets him back between the legs and then, um, and then things get really crazy then. And the, um, He said, uh, what happened next year? Oh, <clears throat> they light the tables. They light a table and they end up putting uh, uh, Balls Mahoney through it. And then uh, just, and, uh, and I'm, I'm sure it was hot, you know, it's that the flames were, what, you know, two feet high off the table or whatever they were. And uh, they were pouring water all over him at the end there. He was screaming, and he wasn't even – could barely hold still while Bully pinned him. So, yeah, that was nuts. Um, oh, Paul, what's up, man? <clears throat> oh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. I'm not going to get into that right now. <laughs> Zach Bonifer, yes, the quintessential stud muffin. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> So, um, but yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, a little comedy thrown in here is, is all good. You know, they're having fun because, um, you know, they obviously didn't want to destroy each other too bad, but, uh, you know, they, they put on a good show for the audience and then, and then just when they thought they were done, um, well, the Dudleys decide to put themselves over and they're like, the Dudleys are the greatest tag team of all, whatever, you know. And all of a sudden, the music hits and the and the the, uh, the gangsters come out and it's uh, Mustafa and, um, and New Jack come down to the ring with the garbage can full of goodies and weapons and New Jack even has a chain around his neck with the staple, uh, the staple gun attached to it. And, um, yeah, and they're just, you know, they're just coming down to the rank. The place is going just nuts now. Cause they're like, Oh, now it's really on. Um, they remind the audience at home that the gangsters were several time tag team champions And they come in and they just wipe out the Dudleys. They just wipe them out. Hey, thanks for the bits, RK. Much love, dude. Um, and uh, they're going back and forth. And then there's a standoff. And then they just decide to end it. And everybody gives each other some hugs. And they all raise hands and take a bow at the end. All three tag teams in the ring. So pretty cool brotherly moment to wrap up this segment, even though they all beat the snot out of each other. Yes. Critical sting and an actual kitchen sink. Yes. Yeah. Mustafa hit 
uh, uh, Bully Ray over the head with the actual kitchen sink, and he just went face first into the canvas. <laughs> he pulled a Ric Flair and uh, nosedived. And then uh, they talk about Joey Styles a little bit. Um, and I don't know what it was that he couldn't uh, join them for this. I I don't – whatever it was, he couldn't join them. So they all uh, took time, uh, you know, little backstage interview segments to um, – you know, talk about how important Joey Styles was back then calling the matches and that this this event, unfortunately, isn't as good as it could have been because he should have been there. So I don't know what he was doing at the time. I don't know if he was just working for WWE or what he was doing. Um, uh, I, I know he was working for them for a while doing uh, production stuff, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, maybe that's what he was doing and he couldn't get out of it or something. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, here. Uh, Hakeem says Joey Styles was working behind the scenes for WWE at the time. Well, there you go. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Paul Nelson asks, what was the first pay-per-view you watched with Auntie? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Uh, one of our first dates was a, a SmackDown that came to downtown Milwaukee. I can tell you that much. And that was the one where the crowd got so loud, they completely drowned out Vicky Guerrero and um, Ziggler was in the ring and John Cena was there too. And that's a pretty memorable one because um, as she's talking, the crowd was so loud, she had to stop because uh, John Cena even said something to the effect of, I have no clue what you just said because this crowd is so damn loud. That's That was Milwaukee. That's how loud Milwaukee got. That's That was a great, great moment. I also had to hold back Mrs. J-Bone because she wanted to run down to the ring and kick Vicky's ass. And I said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Still, to this day, does not like Vicky Guerrero. And now Vicky Guerrero's back on TV again. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah. Um, I don't remember what was the first pay-per-view. It had to be a, said something WWE-ish from like 10 years ago. Because that was when we moved in together. So, couldn't tell you exactly what it was, though. Joey was working for Vince. Yeah. Yeah. Production stuff. <clears throat> yeah. And maybe it was, uh, maybe it was a raw. I thought it was a SmackDown. But yeah. Hakeem even says, yeah, I remember that because people were drowning her out and Cena made fat jokes about her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, uh, yeah. Good memories. So, yeah, that was one of the first, first things we did together. Um, all right, so we continue. We continue. Uh, talking about Joey Styles. And then um, we get to uh, Raven versus Tommy Dreamer. And this is the last time that they faced off against each other. 
Uh, they said this is going to be it. This is going to end their historic rivalry. And Mick Foley was the guest uh, referee here. And uh, Tommy Dreamer's wife and little girls. It's like the little girls are all grown up now. Now they're now they're teenagers. It's interesting. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah. So this this one got really bloody. This is probably the bloodiest one of the night, and um, and Tommy Dreamer ends up. <laughs> I mean, this is all just for show, but man, he he got he got busted open early in the match, and then ends up crawling over to where his little girls were, and one or both of them, it was hard to tell, started crying. And that's when um, Tommy's wife got him out of there. And um, so I was like, oh, man, just, just way, way to scar your kids, you know. <laughs> so, but then that set up stuff later because then his wife comes out at the end of the match. But, yeah, these two just clobbered the shit out of each other. Just a classic. Um, you know, chairs, everything, barbed wire. <clears throat> um weapons, you name it. Uh, ladders even got used here. Um, oh, Hakeem. Hakeem here with the fun facts said uh, Tommy Dreamer actually suffered an ACL injury days before this match with Raven. Oh, my God. So, so nice of Raven to attack that knee then with the chair. So great. So great. And, uh, yeah, T Tommy Dreamer, or I should say Raven, really put a little extra oomph into this match. Like, I, I enjoy watching the stuff that he's doing in the early, um, uh, you know, NWA TNA pay-per-views that we're reviewing over on TNI. And, uh, but man, he was like, there was a, there was an extra sinister something about him here. Just wild. <clears throat> and, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Give me just a sec. All right. <clears throat> Sorry about that. So yeah, um, brutal match, and uh, Tommy's wife even comes down towards the end and tries to stop Raven because at this point, um, Tommy's handcuffed and he's just hitting him with the chair. And it's just brutal. There, there's you know it's a bloody mess all over the place. Um, oh, and even before this, uh, Tommy. Had him tapping out, but uh, the BWO came down and attacked Mick Foley. So, and I don't know if that's like an old rivalry that happened back in the ECW days. That was like Mick Foley against, you know, BWO or something like that. Or if that was just a thing to get them like a little extra TV time because they were helping 
Raven. I don't know. <clears throat> Unless it was just, um, you know, Stevie helping his boy Raven, you know, because I know they were friends back in the day. They were stable mates or whatever. Uh, Could have been that too. Um, but yeah, the barb, yeah, one of the most brutal parts of this match Tommy Dreamer doing the cross face with the barbed wire to Raven across his face. Basically, it looked like he was going to like sever his head in half with the barbed wire. Oh, just crazy. Just brutal. Um, but yeah, and then Raven ends up um, winning this one, does his uh, DDT to Tommy Dreamer on uh it was either a sign or a chair or something battle and uh gets the one two three and uh man just uh just a blood soaked beautiful hardcore match between these two one of the one of the best rivalries in wrestling history and for those listening audibly I am I'm just quickly grabbing the little uh, the the micro brawlers here. I got the Raven and the Tommy here. So those those are eventually going to get hung back up together as soon as I get this office uh, fixed up. I'm part way there. I just got to move some more stuff around. Hopefully within the next week or two. So. Um, So yeah, great match. Uh, just a just a great rivalry. It makes me want to go back and watch like all of their historical stuff, you know, dating you know throughout the '90s and everything. Um, <laughs> Mark, I, <laughs> what's up, Mark? I pop in, and of course, uh, Jay Bones talking about redecorating his office. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just just an awkward point in the review here. Thank you. So, <laughs> um, Hakeem says, I believe Raven was beating Tommy with a chair while Dreamer was handcuffed. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was towards the end of the match. Brutal stuff. Great stuff. And then the main event, which had to be altered because there's no Jerry Lynn here because of his back injury. Um, so it's Sabu versus RVD, uh, and it's a non-title match. They had to say that because, and I, and I forgot about this, but RVD was, um, RVD was TNA champ at the time. And, um, so, but he did bring it down to the ring. And, um, and what's funny is I don't remember that design of the TNA championship. That must have been, you know, well, obviously it was from 10 years ago, whatever. Um, but I don't remember that one. I remember, uh, like the one that, um, that Moose has been carrying around lately on Impact Wrestling. I remember that one. And obviously, I remember the NWA championship, but the one, there's a couple versions that I don't remember. So it was interesting seeing that one. 
Ah, full rep. <laughs> Trent, what is up, brother? How you doing? Good to see you in here. <laughs> Get the crowd all riled up. Um, Trent and Mark, great. And uh, Bill was in here, too, for a while. I don't know if he's still here. But anyways, yes, yeah, great to see the TNI crew in here. Thank you much. Appreciate it. But, yeah, on to the main event here, the non-title match, uh, RVD versus Sabu. Just just an absolute classic of a high-flying match, as only these guys can do. Sabu could still absolutely go here. And I know I remember seeing clips of this back when it happened and thinking, man, Sabu really looks weird bald. And and I really have no right to say that because I know there were some people that looked at me after I shaved my head 10 years prior to that and said, wow, J-Bone looks really weird bald. But now it's like, you know, anybody that knows me now, it's like I've been bald for 20 years. So it's just um, (laughs) – did somebody say my name? Yes, Bill, we were talking about you, saying that the TNI is repping in here for the Smash This Podcast review. It's awesome. So um, it's (laughs) – oh, they want me to bring everybody in? Well, I'm just about to wrap it up. I mean – I certainly could if they wanted to, you know, get everybody's uh, opinion from uh, from TNI <laughs> on the old ECW rivalries. <laughs> I'll leave that up to them. Um, but yeah, for for those of you uh, in the chat, obviously, let me know your favorite parts of this, this wild pay-per-view. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this was fun going back and seeing everybody get together for this one. Yeah. Mark says ECW pod, let's do it. I still want to, it's just a matter of finding the right amount of time. I tell you what, what I'm probably going to try to put together is because it really isn't time right now is once the NWA TNA asylum reviews are done, take a little break from like some of the classic stuff as a crew. And then maybe, maybe I'll launch an ECW one on here, or maybe we'll do it on TNI, you know, just for something different. Um, we'll see, but that'd be a great time to do it. We'll talk about it off air. (laughs) Paul, all night bone. No, we're not going to go all night. (laughs) RK says, I wish we could delete comments and correct spelling mistakes. Yeah, well, you know, that's... (laughs) Bill says, Patreon, baby. Well, maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. That's a lot to do for Patreon. We'll see. Um, Armand says, it was a fun pay-per-view, but I was questioning whether TNA was doing it was somewhat 
me read this again. This was fun pay-per-view, but I was questioning whether TNA doing it was somewhat WWE-ish. Um, well, I know that was part of the discussion is like when this happened, um, they didn't, they wanted to put the show on themselves. Like specifically, Tommy wanted to put it together with Dixie and they didn't want any outside interference. They strictly wanted it the old school guys, you know, because when Vince did it, he had to involve all of his boys. You know, they were up in the balcony and there was stuff going on and there was controversial moments with JBL. John Cena was a part of it and then he lost his title to RVD, which was a in my opinion, a great moment, but still it wasn't totally for ECW if you're going to involve that kind of stuff. So I think that's what the difference was here. The boys wanted to do a show for themselves and not have it, you know, involve other stuff. And that's, I think that's what it was. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I remember from back then was the, the general chest of the attitude back then. So yeah, great match here between Sabu and RVD, high flying chairs, tables, spots, all sorts of crazy stuff flying in over the guardrail into the crowd as only they could do. And, uh, RVD wins here. And uh, he did something to Sabu. Sabu could barely stand at the end. That or he's just selling the shit out of it. Either way, I don't know. Um, but yeah, and then the locker room comes out to the ring with a bunch of beers. Tommy cuts a brief promo, just thanking Dixie. Uh, Bully Ray actually carries Dixie to the ring, You know, puts her in the ring. And she's standing next to Tommy, and Tommy thanks her and thanks the fans. And um, you know, he was obviously very appreciative of her to help get everybody together for this so that they could have a great uh, reunion of sorts. So so this is but this was one of many hardcore justice pay-per-views, but this one was specifically for the ECW, uh, the ECW guys. So, um, one last quick look over. Uh, the uh, comments here. <laughs> Mark says RVT was over, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, crazy. And four years later, Dixie would get power bombed through the table by him. Yeah, by uh, by Bully. Yeah, he did everything in <laughs> Trent put him over. <laughs> that's 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 him typing in Scott Hall ish. If, if you guys didn't hear the um, throwback 
last night. You guys got to listen to it because it was off the wall. It was crazy. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, um, <laughs> oh, the, the, the chat's just out of control now. Hey, Kyle's in here. What's up? Smash this podcast is awesome. That That's not the scumbag. Be nice to him. That's a different Kyle. <laughs> and it took me a while to figure that out, too. So, so all right. That's it for this one. I wanted to keep this one uh, over. Keep this one under an hour. Mark says, smash something tomorrow, J-Bone. Well, should I? I don't know. What, what am I going to smash tomorrow? Smash my office. I could try to put some of this together. Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> the <laughs> critical stings says the other one's a schmuck. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, the choir boy. <laughs> oh, you guys. I love you guys. All right. So thanks, everyone, for joining me for this uh, this this review of uh, Hardcore Justice, The Last Stand from 2010 from TNA as part of the throwback series uh, reviews. Much love to everyone. Um, there's there's little rumblings that TNA is going to do something tomorrow night. I'm not sure what, but uh, maybe we'll, we'll we'll talk some stuff. I saw some news that um, that came out earlier that we might be uh, end up talking about that. We'll see. We'll see. So, all right, much love, everyone. You know what we do is we get out of here. We smash that like button. We smash that sub button. We ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen over on the audio, anchor.fm forward slash smashes podcast for your bone on the go and merch. The merch link is in the description. Get yourself some hot STP merch, the latest one in the stylings of the black and red Wolfpack and double UO. So go get you some of that. That's the newest stuff up there. We got mugs, tees, tanks, hoodies, because damn, it's cold outside. It's cold everywhere now. You can't escape the cold. Just the winter is just horrible this year. Absolutely horrible. So everyone stay safe. Mark, I hope your power is still staying on and everything. Um, so, yeah, much love, everyone. We'll see you guys soon. And I will be covering Elimination Chamber Sunday night. So tune in for that. Should be a blast. Take care. See you later.